Yes, it's Monday, and we know what that means, don't we? Yes, we do indeed. It's time to talk about ghosts with me. Hi. And, of course, Becca will be joining me later on because she no longer, well, she doesn't for the rest of this month anyway, need to travel to foreign climes. So we get the best of both worlds, me and Becca. What could be better, peaches and cream, bangers and mash, other things which go together well? Well, what do we have in store for you today? We have all the usual things, of course. I'm going to sing some Patreon names, which I've not done in a good while. No. And then, of course, I'm going to give you a paranormal review, where I review something paranormal, so you divne have to do it for yourself. That was Geordie. And um, then, of course, we'll tell you all true paranormal stories, which is always my favourite part of the week. And then we'll visit Becca in her dingy, dark and disgusting, it's, it's not that bad, corner. And um, she manages to insult me via the medium of Scottish laureate poet Robert Burns, which is a new one on me. But before we do any of those things, we need to say a wonderful thank you to our newest members over there in World of Patreon land. That's not a sentence. Anyway, I haven't sung a song in so long. That sounds like the start of a film. I ain't sung a song in so long. That, that's not even anything. Anyway, we have some wonderful new members. We have Danimal, Fantastic, Snake Girl, Bethany Sayer, Courtney Fado. I think Courtney's one of our... Dark Paranormal, and she comments quite often. She's a very good member. And we have Dave Simmons, Catherine Bird, Morag Doherty, Gemma Sheldon-Brown, and Christy V. And I've got to somehow fit all of them into an acoustic little number. But I think it's possible, thanks to the medium of country music and its forever eternal throw-anything-in-there type of lyric structure. And the guitar is well and truly out. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's out of tune. Then I'm all fantastic and snake girl. Bethany say, oh, Courtney Fado too. Dave Simmons, Catherine Burnham, Morak Doherty. And there's Gemma Sheldon Brown and Christy V. You've all signed up to Patreon, I want to thank you all From the bottom of my swinging brick, that's all You're helping keep the show lights on, you're really doing fine And cause cut of you, there's gonna be more time to do more shows Ended it on an E major seventh for those keeping the seventh score. It sounds demonic, doesn't it? Anyway, shall we have a paranormal review? I review paranormal something, 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 so you don't have to. Yes, I think we shall. But before we go, of course, if you would like to receive two extra shows every week, not every month, every week, yes, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Okay, let's do this. Yes, welcome to that part of the show where I review something slightly paranormal so you don't have to review it for yourself. Because if you have reviewed it for yourself, it means you've already watched or read or seen or heard it, in which case you don't need to review it, if you get what I mean. Anyway, I'm. this is one of those ones where I'm part way through something, so it could end up being garbage. But I'm reading... Oh, that's the first lie. If you spotted that, well done, because I don't read. I mean, I can read, you know, but I don't read. I've got an audible book, basically, called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Now, it's a theory, 
okay? But it's not a theory which explains everything. It says it's a, a revolutionary theory of reality that explains, and I quote, the latest frontiers of physics, fair enough, the paranormal abilities of the mind and the unexplained riddles of brain and body. Now, the idea is that this is all a hologram, if you like. It literally starts off by saying, you know that part in Star Wars? Because um, they're from, uh, let me think, Norway. Yeah, so it starts off by going, you know that part in Star Wars where, I don't know, now he's Irish. Well, R2-D2, I can't do it accent, so I'll just stop. Where R2-D2 opens his belly and fires a laser at a table, and Princess Leia goes, help me, Master Jedi. I don't, I've never seen any of them. I don't know what she says. Um, I'll have a 10-inch dominoes, please, or whatever she says. Anyway, you know that bit, and that's a hologram, isn't it? It's a 3D image hologram. His argument is that we live in such a world OK, now it's a lot to take in. And when I say a lot to take in, I don't mean as in, oh, you have to be rather clever. What I mean is it's a lot for your brain to say. It takes a lot for your brain to say, to not say, shut up, go away. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of ooh la la in it. I don't mean French. I mean, a lot of stuff where you'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. So you kind of. To quote my other podcast, you need to leave your disbelief at the door. And if you do that, some of the things start to make sense. So I'm currently up to chapter seven, which is called Time and the Mind. And I'm fixated with time. It's a, it's an issue, actually. Genuinely, it's an issue. I'm fixated with time. My brother, my elder brother, turns 50 today, this very day. Happy birthday, brother. Not that you listen. But um, that baffles me because... It seems like only yesterday I was celebrating Becca's stepfather's 50th and he was an old man, if you know what I mean. Not old, but, you know, he was a dad and he was 50. And my brother's a dad and he's 50, but it just, you know, to me, he's just like a few years older than me. And he still is. That's the thing. You know, I'm 45 this year, um, but I'm fixated with time. Anyway, in this book, it kind of, doesn't explain time away, but it, it, it's one of them. You know, have you ever heard the saying, all time exists at once? Which I kind of believe, I do believe that. And I think if you if you believe that or if you can, can um, no, what's the word? If you can visualize that, you know, like time exists on like a loaf of bread, if you will, but we can only see it traveling from one crust to the other. You know, we're not allowed to pick a slice, any slice. Sound like a magician. Pick a slice, any slice. Is this your slice? They all look the same. They're bread. Anyway, but my point being is that it all, it's all just there. And that gives me comfort in a way. You know, when you talk about, like, the death of, of loved ones and stuff, it's like they are still alive. You're just not privileged enough to have the... We, we as humans don't have the capacity to travel to that particular part of time, if you will. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? To that particular slice of bread. Anyway, in this book, he tries to explain and unravel that. And he does it quite well. I have to listen on 0.7 speed. Okay. Because he's got an American accent, which is rather fast. And it's not that I don't understand him. It's that it takes a while for it to sink in, in terms of what he's saying, you know, and what he's trying to portray. 
what he's trying to put across. So currently seven chapters in The Holographic Mind by Michael Talbot. It's two thumbs out. I'm not yet sure which way they're going to end up pointing. But as a book to listen to, I mean, I fell asleep to it a fair few times, I'll be honest. But as a book to listen to, it's very interesting, very thought-provoking, you know. So uh, I would suggest if you've got like, if, you, if you're like me and um, you forget that you own Audible and you, you fucking pay them each month and then it turns out you've got 10 credits and you're like, oh, what should I do with them? It's worthwhile giving it a go. So there you go. That's my review for The Holographic Mind. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Let me check. The Holographic Universe, it's called. I knew it wasn't called that. The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Go and check it out. It's about 13 hours long in truth. So whether I'll even finish it before I die, I'm not sure. But it, apparently it doesn't matter because all time exists at once. So maybe I will get the chance to finish it. But do go check it out if you've got um, one, if you've got Audible, two, if you've got a free credit, or three, if you can read without falling asleep after a page, maybe go and buy the book because it's about six quid, something like that, on Amazon. I've checked. Anyway, that's my review for Such the Book. Yes, now it's time for my favourite part of the week, which we all know it truly is. Not Becca's Ready Corner. No, this part, yes. And we've had an email in from Alexa, and they write, Hello, I want to stop by saying hi. Well, hi. Hi to Kevin. Hi. Hi to Becca. Hi. And hi, of course, to the neighbour's cat. Wow. Ooh, she's in a feisty mood this morning. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Thank you. I've listened to The Dark Paranormal since a few months ago, but didn't realise you have this podcast until I heard it from Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. God bless that pod mother. I said that, not the email. I've been binge listening the whole three podcasts since June last year as I'm taking a sabbatical from work. Well, I don't know the reasons behind the sabbatical, but I hope you're enjoying it. Listening to paranormal stories brought back a lot of spooky memories of things that have happened to me. I can say that I'm a rational believer, meaning that I would always try and find a rational explanation to things before jumping to a paranormal conclusion. But sometimes there are things I just can't explain. This story is probably explainable by my brain playing tricks on me, but nevertheless, the strange feelings that comes with it were real. Last December, I lost my lovely ginger cat, Louie, to a hereditary illness. He was nine months old when he passed. And I've been his mummy since my partner and I rescued him when he was three weeks old. God bless. Although our time together was relatively short, the pain of losing him was very deep, I can imagine. We loved him so much and his passing came so unexpectedly. One day he was fine, jumping around, casting his little shrill meow, cuddling with me and pairing, and then suddenly he was not. We rushed him to the hospital when we noticed he suddenly looked pale and stopped eating. The vet did everything they could for the next two days, but finally they told us his tiny body doesn't respond to any treatment and all they could suggest was for us to bring him home for some comfort and be around him for when the time comes. Within 24 hours, we lost him and needless to say, we were devastated. For me, that was the worst festive season in my life. The energy was so heavy and full of sorrow. 
Kev back here. Had to take a bit of a time out there. That was a bit fucking emotional, wasn't it? Anyway, a week after his passing, energy surrounding felt a bit lighter. Hooray! Even though I'm still very sad, of course, and have been crying on and off in the past week. That night, I dreamt of a red-haired young boy, about eight to ten years old, standing on the side of my bed. Even though the dream was short, I can still remember how the boy looked like and the feeling of familiarity I had towards him. He was skinny with pale skin and bright, kind eyes. In my dream, he just stood there half-smiling, watching me. For a moment, our eyes locked, and I felt this warm sensation, as if I wanted to reach out and hug him. Then he said, Hello, and I jolted awake. I felt the tingle and ringing in my left ear, as if someone physically had just said something to me. I was never a vivid dreamer, nor had I any history of any sleep problem. I can usually sleep through a thunderstorm or an explosion, but this time I felt different. I was fully awake. I looked around, and of course, I saw no one else in the room but for my partner, who was sleeping soundly beside me and my other cat, Tinkerbell, curling in between my ankles. I picked up my Kindle, trying to make myself sleepy by reading. I don't know what exactly got into me, but I suddenly felt really sad and had the urge to cry. The novel I was reading was not at all emotional or a drama type of book. I just suddenly felt the lump in my throat getting more difficult to ignore and so I let it out. As I cried, I see Louis in the back of my mind. How I missed him so much. He would be sleeping and purring on the side of my head on my pillow if he was still there with me. I can still smell his babyish scent and soft purrs every time I close my eyes. Then it dawns on me that the boy in my dream had given me the same sensation. The feeling of warmth, love, kindness. Like when I used to cuddle Louis. Of course, it can be that I was deeply grieving and I interpret things so it makes sense to me. To be fully honest, I was hoping for a sign from Louis, and a kind of sign to know that he's okay. No more pain, no more fear. I wanted him to know that he's loved and I miss him every single day, that he's irreplaceable in my heart. Perhaps it was just a random dream, or perhaps this was the sign. The next day, I told my partner of the dream, and he's probably the most sceptical person I've ever met. He doesn't believe anything paranormal, but he's always been intrigued about my stories and my respect and beliefs. As I describe my dream and the skinny pale boy with red hair, immediately his eyes lighten up, and before I even finished, he said, Sounds like Louis wants to say hello to you. There was no mocking, no jokes. He was serious and affectionate when he said this. He loved Louis just as much as I do. He knew how painful it was for me to lose him. And in the same time, he was grieving for the same thing. I think he was trying to make me feel better with his comment, perhaps easing his pain too. Anyways, a day passed and with busy schedules at work and other activities outside of the house, I've already forgotten about the dream. However, that night, once again, I was awoken in the middle of the night, just so suddenly for no reason. 
I opened my eyes and lazily scanned the room. As we live in the centre of a very lively city, the room is always filled with dim soft lights coming from outside. I see nothing out of the ordinary, but I felt too warm from my partner hugging me and my cat, Tinkerbell, with her full fluff slept horizontally on top of me. I struggled a bit to find some fresh air. I slowly removed my partner's arm from my waist and wiggled my legs under the purring cat and the duvet. I felt Tinkerbell stare and groan in her sleep, which she always does when disturbed. Then I saw her tail stand up and gently sway from side to side as if she was finding balance whilst walking on the bed. But something wasn't right. I stare at it, and it was not Tinkerbell's tail. Tinkerbell is a black and white long-haired cat with black fluffy tail. But what I saw was a slim ginger tail with white tabby strips. I was in that half-awake, half-asleep state at this point, but I was sure of what I was seeing and that it was not a dream, because prior to seeing the tail, my eyes were already opened, and I'd moved and even lifted my head up. I wanted to make sure, so I sat up and reached down to Tinkerbell, who, indeed, was still sleeping soundly purring on my legs. Her head was on my left leg, belly exposed, and her lower body was on my right leg. I saw the tail on the left side of my leg, so it was definitely not her. I've decided to keep that experience to myself. Until, just recently, my partner told me that around the same night that I thought I saw Louis's tail, he was also visited by Louis in a dream. He remembered the timeline as it was pretty close from the time I told him about the dream of a red-haired boy saying hello. Some people say pets are just animals. But for some others, those animals are tiny, innocent souls that mean the world to them. The moment you choose to bring pets into your life, you need to be ready to become their home, their friends for all their life. In my case, I was the latter type of person and therefore losing Louis had brought so much grief to the point that perhaps all the dreams and strange occurrences were products of my coping mechanism. Or maybe his spirit really did linger, and making his appearance to me before crossing the Rainbow Bridge was something he was doing. I guess I'll never know, but I choose to believe the last option. Thank you for reading my story, and I'll try to send others when I have a chance to finish them. Lots of love, Alexa. Well, Alexa, it's very rare that stories make me stop halfway through and have a bit of a cry. And I have always said, don't bother sending me anything about, like, your cat coming to say he's still all right. Ugh, how boring. And then I got a cat. And all of that changed. Because if anything happened to that cat and it was caused by a human, I've watched enough Netflix torture films to know what I'd do to that individual. Let me put it that way. They'd be alive until they died of natural causes, but they would not have a good life. Anywho, enough of my dark, dark mind and what I would do to somebody who hurt my cat. But my point being is, um, yeah, no, I, I, I can't even comprehend the, emo the emotional attachment I have to the neighbor's cat is, um, you know, I can't put it into words. So I completely get it. 
I didn't ever get it. Now I get it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want this show just to become Ghostly Pack Corner with Kev. Now that's got a ring to it. But my point being is, you know, I, I, I'm i so sorry for your loss of a little one there. That is, oh, especially nine months. Bloody hell. Uh, anyway. Let's try and keep it light. Um, Alexa, thank you so much for your email. I really appreciate it. Now, speaking of, in fact, nothing fits right after that. So I'll just change tack 180. This Kevin is reversing. Beep, beep, beep. Now let's all take a visit to Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner. Well, hello, everybody. It's that time of the week again where we go into the dark, dingy and disgusting but beautiful and lovely basement where is the corner of Becca. Disgusting's an unwelcome addition. It was, wasn't it? I do apologise. I don't know where that came from. I think it was because dark, dingy, doing a treble D. Right. Maybe you could think of a third D. Dingy? And I've said that dark, dingy, desolate. Oh, good. That sounds more spooky, doesn't it? Demonic. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, desolate. Okay. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Mm. Anything new to report? No, no. Sorry if I continue coughing again. You're going to think we recorded all these on one day. Just this cough will not leave me alone. Yeah, you've got. Uh, there's. Um, <clears throat> your dad mentioned there's a thing called a hundred day cough. That's doing the rounds. Yeah, which I was delighted to hear. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just I, it's just lingering a bit, and I still feel like a little bit tired and run down, and um, my sinuses a little, little bit blocked and things. But it's been actually weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, forever COVID, forever COVID, forever COVID. I wish that I. Are you quite done? Um, yeah, but it's not COVID because you did a test. We've done COVID. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think you can hear it in my voice as well. Can you? I'm a bit crooked. Yeah, and I've been the same mm. in fairness without like um, Kitty in yeah. I've um. Like when I, I mean, to be fair, you have not been the same. I have, been, or to be fair, like my occupation is talking. So you know, when I, if I've done like three shows back to back by the third show, I'm like. When Kev says I'm not kidding you, it's a reference to his nan because people don't know what that means. Oh yeah, no, I think I explained it on a Patreon episode. But basically, oh, yeah. my nan, God rest her soul, whenever you would go to her house and see you had an ailment. She either had the same ailments but worse, mm. or had had it worse than you. Yeah, or has got it now. Or has worse. got it now but worse. But you're classic for that. But even like, you've always been like that with me. Only with me, not with anyone else. But even to the point where I'd be like, you know what? My left knee doesn't feel right. And you go, you know what? My left knee doesn't <laughs> feel right. I'm going to you get lost. Your left knee is fine. No, often. You're like, no, honestly, Beck, I should have said it earlier, but I didn't. I really, sometimes I really wish you did, because then you'd believe. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, as and it is, just anything I've got, you look like Kitty. Yeah, but as it is, anything I've got, you just have to copy, don't you? Anything you have got, yeah. I have had worse. It's the time of my month, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have had anything worse than you. Yes, I have. Anyway. So, of course, we're going to take a trip into the annals of Reddit. Oh, annals. Annals of Reddit. Um, it's only a short one, this one. Okay. But, uh, and uh, as per usual, I've um, done it on the, I've judged this on the number of upvotes. It's got 48 upvotes. Um, Is the, the ghosts 
not a very popular sub. Then. What do you mean? How many upvotes? What sort of Reddits do you follow? Do you follow Reddit? I have Reddit. Shut up! What do you mean, shut up? You don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> I do. You don't. <laughs> I do. Becca, I've yeah, seen you Google stuff, and like it's you literally put into Google things like I don't know. Let, let's say you had to find like hi. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Please, could you tell me? <laughs> Dear internet, could you please fix it for me? Well, no, that's Jim will fix it. Let's get away from that one as quickly as possible. Um, what I'm saying is forty. 40- 48 is not a lot of upvotes. Okay, well, well there's 24 comments. So. Not a few comments, yeah. Not a fair few comments. I always say, does that pass your Well, Reddit no, it's test? not. It's not a lot of comments, but for our purposes, it's what fine. Reddit, what Reddit threads do you follow? None of your business. Now I'm fucking intrigued. Do you post on Reddit? No, I don't post. I just read. I'm going to find... If you post on Reddit, I'm finding you. You would as well, you creep. Creepy little <laughs> boyfriend searching you on Reddit. <laughs> My boyfriend keeps following me on Reddit. I don't know what to do. <laughs> 20, 294 upvotes. 48 upvotes, also. Well, my post on you got 3,000 upvotes. Anyway, this is your story. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, sorry, apparently expert in Reddit now. Well, this is why it's your corner, I suppose. Well, I do have a corner. Imagine me having a corner and not having Reddit. Well, that's very true. Thank you for welcoming us. Welcoming. Welcoming. The title of this story is... <coughs> no, it's not that. Something got into bed with me and then gone. Yeah. So the title's the only thing you read, and you read that title and yeah. thought this is... I thought this will be a challenge for her. Let's see how, how how this degree in English gets her now. Nice. Let's begin. Let's begin. So recently, my parents added a tiny home for me on their property. Ten, ten by twelve small. Now, it doesn't have any measurements on that. Ten by twelve, it could be inches, it could be feet, <laughs> it could be metres. It's it's oh, it's a good point, actually. It could be feet or metres. could mm. be kilometres. We it's don't know what this person considers small, do we? Um, I grew up in the house and I have posted a couple of stories from the house, but this is not in the house and I have never experienced anything outside the house. Which house are they referring to? The house that they live with the parents or this 12-inch house? Well, if recently the parents had a tiny home... Okay, this is the house, home, they lived in with the parents then? Yeah. So they've already posted other things about the house, but this isn't about the house. House A. And previously, and previously, they've never experienced anything outside the house. Okay. But the other night, I got into bed. I had finished getting comfortable. <laughs> How long does that take? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Ready and comfy. <laughs> and had been and had been still for less. <laughs> you get comfortable and they go still yeah, time it as well yeah. for how long for <laughs> um, I had finished getting comfortable and had been still for less than 30 seconds and I felt the bed move as if someone sat down then lay down next to me with the way the mattress settles I literally started sliding a little into the depression Fucking that it hell. made in the mattress which was frustrating as I had just got comfortable. I had to dump it on. <laughs> Did, yeah. That oh, okay. yeah. But it does say they started sliding a little into the depression that it made in the mattress. Yeah. 
The depression was there for 30 seconds to a minute and then gone. And the mattress started rising back up like the weight was gone. For about 15 seconds of that minute was rather creepy. But as soon as the weight was gone, it was no, no longer creepy. It was no longer creepy? Yeah. And did they? Re- is that the end of their story? Uh, no, it's diving okay. in. Right. I don't... I don't think I was asleep since I literally had just finished moving. I'd love to know how this person gets comfy. The bed slid about a quarter inch and the mattress settled. Both the movement and the noise of the bed moving on the wood floor is very distinctive. And that's the end, the end of the story. Okay. Fair enough. Mm. Okay, I would say, first and foremost, a hypnagogic state. Although I'll tell you this and I'll tell you no more. They'd only just finished getting comfy. Well, yes, apparently. 15 seconds worth. Mm-hmm. Of comfort, of stillness. What, are they looking at a giant stopwatch forever? Because there's a lot of, like, 30 seconds later, 43.9 seconds later. Maybe. Um, I will say this, and I'll tell you no more, as my nan, because she's featured a lot in this, used to say. Um, I do have the experience of lying on a bed, right? And after after getting myself comfortable... <laughs> After finally getting myself comfortable, but it was in a hypnogot, like it was in about to drift off to sleep, and had the sensation of someone sitting on the bed, and so much so my my legs fell into the of the as they've called it the depression. Your legs fell in. Yeah, must I, have been a whopper of a weight then. For what kind of like no. <laughs> what kind of hold did this leave? Yeah, no, as in like I had my knees up. So my knees were like triangles, if you like, in the air, like Toblerones. Um, and then as the weight fell on the left-hand side, both knees fell into that divot. I've had experienced that. Right. Um, and weirdly, even weirder, it was on, to- on the top bunk of a bunk bed. Mm. And there was an iron, like, or metal bar that mm. ran across it, so no one could have sat on it. Right. Do you know what I mean? So... Which means it was pure hypnagogia. Although it's weird how it kind of transferred into a physical manifestation of me falling. So I believe it's hypnagogia, but there are 24 comments. If you wish to to delve in. Um, Someone says, that was me. Sorry, wrong bed. Someone else says, I believe you. It happened to me once, except I also felt someone's arms around me. For a moment, I thought, oh, how nice. My then-boyfriend was cuddling me. Then realised he was in another country on a trip. I literally jumped out of that bed and slammed on the lights. Nothing there. Happened 13 years ago. I never forgot it. Imagine saying, stand on the light, man there. <laughs> That's even worse. Um, someone says, you said you haven't experienced anything outside the main house, but have you experienced anything inside the main house? And they've said, oh, yeah. Lots oh, of- yeah. Lots and lots in the 46 or so years my parents have lived there. Shadows walking up the hall and walking through doors, turning on and off faucets, moving things, etc. Like I said in my post, I have made other posts talking much more in depth about it. Oh, that's a bit like uh, brush off here. Yeah, I know. It's a bit like like that time someone... If you mind reading. Yeah, it's like that time someone asked you... Uh, someone was interested in your music and you were like, um, just Google me. And I was like kicking you under the table. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was a bit drunk at the time. That was back when I drank. Yeah. Um, someone else says, this happens to me sometimes. It's always at my feet. It terrifies me. Um, or maybe a sad something that looks for company. Someone says. 
no, um, no. Okay, interesting. We've got um, someone says, as a sleep disorders doctor, I, I have read many of these experiences. Although some may be true paranormal, I would encourage everyone to consider a condition that is easily identified and treated known as narcolepsy. Narcolepsy... Now, that's not what my understanding of narcolepsy yeah, is, I was about to say. but we might not know, you know, like, for example, vertigo. People think vertigo... Is fear of heights. It's height-orientated, yeah. and it's not... Yeah, it's not. It's dizziness, isn't it? Yeah. In a, yeah it's an imbalance of the inner ear. Uh, someone said the Tinder ghost. Ooh. Um Someone said, is it a sleep number bed? What does that mean? I've no idea. It's a sleep not a paranormal reference, no? If it is, it's... I mean, don't get me wrong... I'm learning more and more. I know less and less about the paranormal. Uh, as Why is I'm this she who knows that she does not know? Or he, in my case. Mm-hmm. Someone said, so creepy. I've had this happen to me quite a few times. And I know 100% I was awake and it wasn't my imagination. One time it happened, I could smell my grandma's perfume. She died several years before this experience. I was less frightened once I realised it was most likely her saying hi. I mean, it. it's... I wouldn't want you come climbing into bed with you. No, 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 no. There's a world of difference between your grandma and I, 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 there's all this thing as well about. I've said this since minute one. You know, stories like it was me dead nan coming back to say hi. It's like ugh, the chances of that are minimal. Do you think they've got not? Especially because it's no. It's never normally. I was at a point of crisis, and then then I smelt my nan. And my nan was letting me know, it, like, don't worry. It's always like I was doing the dishes and I smelt me nan. It's like they've got nothing better to do but to appear when you're doing a mundane task. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Someone else says, have a female friend whose brother-in-law gets visited by a female ghost. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. He wakes up with a sore rectum. What? Her father has visited the house and been touched and is far from a believer. The bloke's son saw the woman follow his dad into his room one night recently and noped out. The violation continues. Yeah, just leave it there. I think we might need to call CPS on this. Yeah, this is yeah, a, yeah. I mean, a bit of a concern. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the first time I've heard of it, like of a spirit walking around with a dildo. Like, though, to be fair. Why does it need to be a dildo? Let's not go into what could be inserted into this person's record. I'm just saying she doesn't need tools. Let's not go into what's being inserted into this person. Okay, well, you're the one who brought stuff up. Well, yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned the D word, actually. Mm. So, anyway, on this D word edition of Becca's Reddit Corner, no one expected that D word. And I apologise in advance for the use of that word. Uh, well, not in advance. Post-mortem. <laughs> that, that word being used. Um... Are you happy to leave it on that, or do you want to end it on a happier note that isn't to do with rectal soreness? Um, well, that sounds good. Do you have any ideas how to... I have no idea how on? to come back How to, to that follow really. that? Yeah. Um, so, no. I think we're going to have to leave it on rectal soreness. <laughs> oh, no. We don't yeah. want to leave it on no rectal soreness. No one wants to come back to this corner anymore. <laughs> Quick, let's just sing a song. <laughs> I got rhythm. I, I got, got music. music. I got, got my man. Who could ask Why would you do that? More? Why would you do that? Well, anyway. Thanks, Beck. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>
Didn't get that right again, did I? No, never do. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.